following is a paid program. The views expressed are not necessarily those of the management or ownership of KSTPAM 1500 ESPN. Following is a presentation of Cover Your Assets and is offered by Rooker Financial Coaching and Consulting. You're trying to build your income, your business, your life. Challenges are all around you. It seems so overwhelming. People are depending on you. Who do you listen to? Where can you go to find honest, useful information? Todd Rooker. For decades, Todd Rooker has been teaching professional education to attorneys, CPAs, bankers, and financial advisors. Rooker Financial Consulting offers advice and coaching to consumers, business owners, and financial professionals on every topic imaginable. If you truly want to succeed, sit back and find out how to cover and build your assets. Here's nationally renowned speaker and expert getting you on the path to financial strength and wealth, Todd Rooker. This topic, I think, is going to be useful to a lot of people. Now, often you hear me talk about the fact that I don't want to retire, don't ever plan to, and I uh, rail on the notion of slowing down, taking it easy, going fishing, and slowly drifting off to die. <laughs> Which is my perception of retirement. I don't know, that sounds like you to me, Todd. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You retired like 10 years ago, right? Oh, yeah. And look, you know, the, the reality is I sold a financial firm several years ago, and, and truth be told, maybe I could have retired then. And so I guess, you know, you might say, well, it's easy for you to say that. Uh, and so uh, the reason I bring that up is because I know that a lot of people do desire that. And so regardless of my sentiments, I do know that a lot of people feel that way. And for a lot of folks, they feel as though they're behind the eight ball and they need to catch up. So today's show is about if you feel you're behind, can you catch up? So that could be if you're younger and not of certainly my adjusted age, and you just feel like you need to do more because others are ahead of you. Or if you feel that, you know, you are nearing retirement and you are way behind the eight ball because of a multiple, uh, because of multiple reasons uh, along the way for you. And some of those reasons, um, you know, we'll talk about. But I guess the real question for a lot of people is, well, I want to do it, but I want to do it very uh, safely and securely. <sighs> well, listen, if you didn't begin creating assets, because that's what we're talking about. So assets are things that are owned that make me money. All right. So I don't mean your snowmobile. Um, and I don't mean your boat. And I don't mean the house that you live in. All of those things, in my estimation, are not assets, but rather liabilities. Now, I know technically they're assets because they're physical. I get that. But they're not assets in the description that I give, which is assets make me money and liabilities cost me money. So think about this if you're one of those that you pay for everything in cash and you uh, don't owe anything. And so in your mind, I don't know what I'm talking about. They are assets. Well, number one, most of the things other than maybe real estate are declining in value anyway. So they're, they're a depreciating asset. But even when those things are paid off, house, cars, toys, things like that, they even without a loan, are a liability in the form of costing you more money. Remember, you own a home, you got no, you have no mortgage. Great, you're hallelujah, you paid your mortgage off. The 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 dream of the of the average working blue collar stiff 
I'm not diminishing it because doing it is no small thing, and I'm impressed, and I think you should be too if you've done it or if you're on the way to doing that. But there's other ways to do things. But here's the point. Even when you have that thing paid off, you still have property taxes, you still have insurance, you still have all the maintenance on the asset. And so the reality is it goes on costing you money. Now, you might say, yeah, but compared to what? Compared to renting or something else, I'd still have to pay. I'm aware but it still doesn't make it an asset that makes you money. That's the point. I can pay money for something, but if I make more than I'm paying, then it makes me money. You're always going to need a place to live, but the home that you live in should never be considered an asset. Now, when we go to things like boats and and four-wheelers and toys, oh, <laughs> ridiculous. I don't care if it's paid off or not. Maintenance, gasoline, it doesn't make you any money, and it's declining in value with every passing month and every passing year. So those things are not assets. And, uh, you know, the the goal for you should be to accumulate owned assets that make you money without you having to do anything. All right? Without you having to be, you know, actively engaged in making money. Because you do that anyway in your day job, or at least as long as you're working, you're doing that. So the reality is if those were the things that caught your fancy and you never took that same amount of money to purchase assets like assets that are paper, stocks, bonds, mutual funds, or you never purchased investment real estate, or you never built a company and invested in that company and its equipment and its value, if you didn't do any of those things, um, you might consider that you're behind the eight ball. And there's a multitude of reasons why that m- might have happened. Uh, maybe in, maybe you, you just have simply never had enough money. Maybe that's what it is. You know, uh, uh, that's, that's not unique. A lot of people are just struggling just to survive. And, and the frustrating part is if you're listening to this and you're already drawing the conclusion that I just don't understand what the real life is like. I talk, uh, I talk about these people who have these big numbers, more zeros than you can imagine, and it just doesn't relate to you at all. You are totally wrong. I don't care if you make 30000 a year or $300,000 a year. It really is the same thing. Uh, and, it, and, and the irony is that when you make more money, you don't necessarily have any more money. You just have more income. So more assets is defined by everything you own minus everybody you owe and what's left if you were to liquidate tomorrow. That's what your total net worth is. Now, some of the assets that I talk about, the home, yeah, you can sell the home, but then you got to go live somewhere else anyway. So I'm talking about other assets other than that. And for a lot of people, they're simply working just to pay their bills on time. That alone is a, I mean, just to pay the bills on time, they feel like they're killing it because there's so many people who can't even afford to do that. And I'm aware of that, but there's nothing you can do about it. It just is what it is. So if you ever want to get anywhere in terms of having assets, you have to consciously make a decision that that's something you're going to try to do. So a lot of people simply don't make enough money and they and they or at least they didn't in the early years. And so as a result, they didn't have enough money to put away to invest at all. Um, maybe they had a life altering event. Maybe in their early 20s, they, they were stricken with cancer or some major issue that took precedence in their lives and robbed them 
so to speak, of their opportunity to do that because they had to, you know, survive and do what they had to do. So I get that. Maybe they gave up saving to provide for their children. Boy, do I understand this. You know, uh, if you've listened to some of the shows that I've done on, you know, my, my wife and I, neither one of us were even 30 years old. She was, uh, she was diagnosed with stage four cancer. I had a little boy who was born at under a pound, who as a result of a, of a grade four bleed, uh, had uh, a cerebral palsy was the result. And I was young and I was broke. And the idea of saving for retirement was the last thing I was concerned with. I was concerned with survival. And so I get that. I really do. And a lot of you, uh, gave up everything so that your kids could be in sports or they could be in dance or they could be in band or they could be in private school and all that money that you would have otherwise maybe invested you didn't because you wanted to provide for your child and give them a good life and i truly understand that i truly understand that i think for most of us if given the decision to fund our own financial independence or retirement or take care of our children for many of us the majority i suspect it would take us literally seconds to say it's all about the kids and and uh so that would certainly be a reason why someone would not have started investing uh for the retirement or or delaying uh the goal of creating assets that's certainly it Uh, The other one might be that they simply either didn't think it was important at all or didn't believe in or understand it. I mean, these things, you know, the people that they live with, average Americans, they don't. I mean, that's why it's so so hard, because if you're brought up in an environment where nobody you know really has any financial stability, not your parents, not your friends, not your family, not the people you work with, none of these things even occur to you, and you say, that's none of that stuff is important to people I know, and it isn't important to you as a result. And so, look, you are at a deficit in your life from the day you're born because of that. That is the truth. I mean, if you've ever heard the statistic, and maybe you've heard it from me or someone else, when people, uh, the census did a study where people who graduated from college and started their first job, and they compared the income in that first job compared to all other college graduates graduating at the same time. Of those college graduates who started their careers in the bottom 30% of income earners of all other college graduates at the same time, they tracked those people through their careers, and what they found was that the people who started their, their careers, who and this is college graduates now, mind you, who started their careers in the bottom 30% of income earners when compared with all other college graduates' first income, first position, those people over their working careers and lifetimes had a 90% chance of staying in the bottom 30% of income earners for the rest of their careers when compared with all other college graduates' peers who graduated when they did. Whoa! Now, listen to this one, and this will blow your mind, and this is my point about who you grow up with, how you think, and what is ingrained or engendered in your mind. Of the people, kids, whose parents were in the top 15% of income earners in America, 
They grew up in a household, and that household put their their lifestyle, their incomes, their parents' earnings in the top 15% of income earners in America. Those kids, when they grew up, had a 97% chance of also growing into the top 15% of income earners, regardless of whether they went to college or not. That's what environment does. That's why I say mentorship is the most powerful thing on earth for people who want to succeed financially. Who you're around, the way you think, the influence in your thinking and your beliefs, pretty much everything. So for whatever reason, the multitudes, and certainly there's vastly, vastly more, that you never started this uh, investing accumulation of assets. Well, then the question becomes, what do you do about it? And can you catch up to those who were not stricken with a different line of thinking? And they did start. And those people who started, they could they could be focused on safety and security. I'll never forget when I started in the investment business years ago, the number of people who would say to me, I want the, the highest rate of return, Todd, but I don't want to take any risks. <laughs> and I would laugh and I would say, are people really that dumb? And they are, and they are, <laughs> they are. But here's the thing, even if there is such a thing, I'm not sure there is. If you have to catch up and you didn't start when you were young, you know, grandma gave you a, a, a savings certificate, a, de, a certificate of deposit for, you know, when you graduated from high school or college or something and started you off with a conversation of you got to start investing early. If you didn't get that, well, then you gave up the notion that you're going to now catch up in a way that is safe and secure, at least in the same way that those people who got a jump start on you in terms of time, because it's very, very tough to overcome time and the compounding that takes place and the power that that represents in saving and investing. So if you want to catch up, is it possible? The answer is yes. But can you do it in the same way? Nah, not really. It's it's different. And you have to be okay with that. And so, you know, do, do you re, re, desire retirement just now? Is that what you desire now? Or understand the value of security, stability, or, or financial independence? Is that now becoming clear to you here later on in life? And you say, I want that now. That's I, I want to do that now. Okay. Well, first thing you got to know is, how are you going to come up with the money to do it? And you have to realize <laughs> that when you go on the Internet, your your prayers will be answered by all of the ways that you can become wealthy, make a lot of money with none of your own money. Wow. So Todd doesn't know what he's talking about. I, I read blogs and I listen to podcasts, all the people who make all kinds of money and had no money to do it with. Yeah. Why? Why Why am I wrong? Well, I'm not wrong. The reason that you're getting that is because if I want to sell something to a lot of people, I want to talk to who a lot of people are. And those are the people who have no money. So the 129.95 courses on the internet, you know, 100 bucks, 200 bucks or whatever, that teach you 
the the courses teach you how to how to you know they sell the picks and shovels they don't dig for gold themselves they sell you the shovels to do it and they tell you how you can do it with none of your own money because they know the vast majority of you who can afford their cheap kit for a hundred bucks those people don't have any money I'm going to tell you right now folks it's a whole lot easier to make more money when you have money to begin with you got to have something to work with so. Many is the time that people simply don't have enough resources to cover the cost of living, let alone, how am I going to have money to invest? How am I going to do that? Well, there's only two ways. If you're upside down in a budget or a spending plan, and you probably know I do this with people all the time. I call it controlled and intentional spending as opposed to budgeting. And the reason is because budgeting conjures up that you're going to have to have a a Spartan crummy life. Cut coupons and live in your closet. You know, Uh, I'm not an advocate of that. Uh, But the reality is simple. If you're not making your bills and you're not paying your you're not able to have a reasonable life. Well, then there's only two ways. And, and, And how does that manifest itself for a lot of people? They wind up with debt. They've got cars that maybe they're leasing. Uh, and every time they go in to trade the car in, even though they've made all the payments on time, they have a balance because they put on more miles than what uh, they had paid for in the lease. You know, maybe they put 15000 they put 25000 then they bring the car in, and now they've got to pay for all those additional miles. So they start from day one with the new lease of a balance of five or $10,000, and they keep rolling that from one car to the next, and pretty soon they owe twice as much in the lease as the car is worth. That happens that way. Well, why do they do that? Because if they put more miles on, the cost monthly would be more money than they could afford. That's why. So they just keep rolling and hoping their ship will come in. You know, like they can sue somebody and win a lawsuit or win, win lottery money or, or inherit money. <laughs> That's how people think they're going to get rich, by the way. You might be one of them. So another way that it manifests itself. Credit card debt. Credit card debt. They're, they're accumulating credit card debt. And maybe they're funding their retirement account and they've got a match at work where they're putting in 3000 a year and their company matches another $3,000. But in short order, they start taking loans against their retirement account to be able to pay down debt or to do other things because they don't have the money to do it. Or they've got a home that's going up in value. And as it's going up in value relative to inflation, they take out ongoing refinanced cash out loans to pay off the debt or the overspending that their income cannot support. That's how it that's that's how it manifests itself. And look around guys, it's everywhere. So if you wanted to fix that, you wanted to bring it to an end, how would you do it? Simple. Spend less, earn more. No, no, Todd, I already know that. What else can I do? <laughs> no, no. Spend less, earn more. That's it. Well, that's depressing. Okay, not my problem. Let's take a break. We're going to come back and we're going to talk about how you can spend less, earn more. And then we're going to talk about what you do with the money that you now have, having spent less, earned more, which presumably is going to give you some resources to have something to work with to create more. We'll be right back. Does your sump pump run constantly? Do you want to ensure that you never have a damp, musty-smelling basement? These issues are caused by water coming off your roof, draining into your basement. 
Gutters can resolve these problems. William Foss is the owner of Seamless Solutions. He is honest and trustworthy. He is simply the best. If you need gutters or leaf covers, he is the guy to call. You can call him at 612-834-0664 or go to his website, SeamlessSolutionsMN.com. Are you looking for a bank that supports entrepreneurs like you? If you're searching for a bank to grow with you and your business, I would like to welcome you to our village, Village Bank. Hi, I'm Alicia Webb, President and Vice Chair of Village Bank. I'm honored to lead Village Bank, an entrepreneur's bank that was built by an entrepreneur and for entrepreneurs. Starting a business and then maintaining it requires mindset. It's important for business owners to realize that financial statements aren't just for their bankers and accountants. Knowing your numbers will help build the foundation for you and a healthy and successful business. You don't have to be a financial expert nor a banker, but you do need to understand a few key financial documents and metrics to make your business successful. Follow us on Facebook and LinkedIn or visit us at villagebankonline.com. It takes a village to accomplish your business goals. And be sure to tune in to cover your assets the last Saturday of every month to fill your entrepreneurial cup of ambition and start your Saturday off right with me, Alicia Webb, and our village, Village Bank. Fix Auto has been the collision repair leader in the Twin Cities for over 40 years. Hi, I'm Matt Feehan, second generation owner. Our mission at Fix Auto is to provide you with the simplest collision repair experience anywhere. If you're in an accident and you need help, my team is here and ready for you. You can find us on the web at fixautousa.com. That's fixautousa.com. We are Fix Auto, home of the wow experience. He can lift a bus straight over his head. He can fly around the world in seconds. And he has the power to regenerate entire limbs. Okay, so Jason Walgrave isn't actually a superhero. But once you visit his website to find out what he knows about real estate, you may start to think he's superhuman. That's because at JasonWalgrave.com, you'll find absolutely anything you need to know about real estate in the Twin Cities. Whether you're looking to buy or sell your home, check out JasonWalgrave.com, the number one place for all your real estate questions. Finding a good banker and CPA are like having a good doctor or mechanic. You cannot fully appreciate the value they represent until you're in a pinch and truly need them. However, that's not the time to go looking for one. Instead, you want to position and strategize well in advance for a favorable outcome. CPA Arliss Cleveland of Arliss Cleveland LTD is the CPA firm you've been looking for. As many of you already know, if you're looking for a great CPA, Arliss Cleveland gets my highest endorsement. Arliss Cleveland LTD has now formed a strategic relationship with Village Bank, conveniently located in the Village Bank building, located at 9298 Central Avenue North, Suite 412 Blaine, Minnesota. You can also find Arliss Cleveland LTD certified public accountants and consultants by going to accountingoffices.net or by simply calling 763-786-0639. That contact information again, accounting-offices.net or by simply calling 763-786-0639. You're listening to Cover Your Assets with Todd Rooker. Welcome back, folks. So, back to that point, spend less, earn more. I'll, I'll tell you that I'm not a big advocate of spend less, meaning meaning that I'm not going to be the person who tells you you need to start, you know, eliminating everything in life so that your, your, your sole goal becomes how to live for free. 
And I know that that is taught to people, or at least it's ingrained that you're going to cheap your way to wealth. Why is that? Because you folks have been indoctrinated into the thinking that you go to work, you get a good, safe, secure job with a good employer, generally big business, and then you try to live a Spartan life, get a good deal on everything, and scrimp and save a little bit here and there to be able to put some money away, and someday your dream, you can quit doing this because you don't know how much longer you can keep going. You're so depressed. And then you can retire. Listen, I don't believe in thrift your way to, to, to wealth. Um, I believe that you probably need to be more focused on earning more. Now, the cost of living, the cost of your lifestyle, is always in direct conflict with putting money away. I mean, that should be obvious. So I'm not saying that you need the grandiose lifestyle that you only see on television with the, uh, what, movie stars and and athletes. Because if, if you want to be real clear on this, those people are horrible, horrible money managers. They're not good with their money. They they buy into the whole thing. It's all about life and it's all about fulfillment. And you all watch those television shows and you think and want the same things. Why is that a problem? Because one's lifestyle expenses can be an insatiable thing in so much as no matter how much money you make, you will always happily spend more to increase and expand your lifestyle. And the irony is that when you do it, it doesn't really even feel like you are doing it. If your dream is to make 100000 or $300,000 a year, my joke is that you'll only know how little money that actually is when you make that money because you're, you think that your life will be so grandiose. And when you're there, you'll realize that it's not. And you still feel wanting. So I'm not telling you that you get to have an endless, uh, insatiable lifestyle and that that's unimportant. What I am saying is that wherever you are at this moment in terms of lifestyle, I'm not looking to come in and say you need to cut, 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 which isn't a terrible thing, but I'm not going to impose that on you. I am going to say more often than not, you just need to make more money. And for a lot of you, that is just pie in the sky because you know again i'll say your parents and everybody around you indoctrinated you into the thinking that you know go to school get a good job and just exist on your two-week income and put a little money in your 401k and try to have a nice life and maybe if you're lucky you'll have enough money to retire and you won't run out of money before you die that's what most of you that's the track most of you are on And I know that when I say this to people, they don't want to listen to this. Um, They don't want to hear it because they don't want to change anything that they're doing. I mean, they hear that and all that does is make them make you analyze where you are. You don't like what you see. And so you you turn the channel because you don't want to hear this. So that's why I know that I have to talk to people who have come to the conclusion that they are behind and they're more apt, willing to make fundamental change to try to catch up. Now, if you're in that boat and whether you're young or old and you feel that way and you have that motivation, then this show is for you. And so, you know, spend less, earn more. 
yes, you want to maintain the cost of living. So, you know, if we can take you and hold you to this cost of living, so when your income goes up, you don't automatically go and get a nicer car, start going out to better restaurants, get you, and now you can take the family trip you always wanted to take, and now you can afford to put your kid in private school, and now you can get a lake home, and now you can buy a snowmobile. I mean, because if those are the things that you absolutely desire, as opposed to taking that same amount of money and turning it into an asset, an asset is I, I have income, I spend cost on my lifestyle, and the delta between what I earn, presumably more than the cost of my lifestyle, that now, that income that was formerly income, paid to me, paid for my life, what's left is now moved into the asset column, and you need to do that mentally. Now, when you put money into the asset column, you don't spend it. You don't save money to buy something new. You put money in the asset column because now you want to go to work on something known as leverage where those assets, that asset now is making money on its own, of its own volition. Not you're saving money as a down payment on the next thing you want to buy. You know, and you hear me say this, and I know you understand what I'm saying, but your brain doesn't work that way for a lot of you. So you realize you have to fundamentally change the way you think if you want to try to make up ground. And again, I'll say your lifestyle is in direct conflict with saving money. So if we're looking to create a delta between what we actually receive in take-home pay and what the cost of our lifestyle is, I might not be able to, you might not be able to decrease your lifestyle at this point. You might feel miserable about that and, and, and not want to do that. I understand. So at the very least, let's lock that lifestyle cost in so that as soon as you make more money, you don't immediately just do a few things and that money just evaporates into nothing, but actually actually translates into something we have to work with. That's the point. So that's what we want to do with the money management part of it. The earn more is what do we have to do? What do we have to do to make up ground? And again, I'm going to say that you have to embrace this because you are going to have to make fundamental change. And if you're not willing to do that, if you're just saying, yeah, yeah, you know, I'll think about it. All right. Well, it's not going to work. You know, remember my point that I always make. I'll try means I won't. So you have to make a change, put on the blinker and go into the next lane. You have to do that or it's not going to work. So you need money to work with. How are you going to make more money? Well, the the the, the first thing in making more money, and maybe I should cover this. I guess I will cover this. Spend less. If you're at a point in your life where you are, you know, 40, 40 in your upper 40s and lower 50s, your kids may either be gone, college, on their own, or approaching that. One of the biggest mistakes that people make is that they hang on to the five-bedroom, two- or three-bath house after the kids are gone, and I mean long after the kids are gone. And so they're spending the money on this house, a big house payment, presumably a house payment that is bigger than what rent would be. And for some of you, you may own a big house, but your payment isn't any bigger than rent. But you have all that equity in that home that is not doing anything other than keeping pace with inflation. You have to remember that. The house going up in value is keeping pace with inflation in many cases. So can you take that same amount of money? Could you downsize into something that costs you the same or less on a monthly basis in the form of a rental or a much smaller house? Take that one, two, three, four hundred thousand dollars in equity, 
put it to work and get vastly higher return compounded annually than what you were receiving in the increasing cost of your home. Could you do that? You absolutely could. And here's the thing. The lost opportunity cost, meaning what that money could turn into going in that direction, investing it, pulling the equity out and investing it, downsizing, selling your house, taking that equity and putting it to work as opposed to not doing it. The difference between what you will have in 10 years, 15 years, 20 years will be utterly profound in the way of hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of difference between the two. That is known as lost opportunity cost. Because had you done this, you would have made the money. But because you didn't, you lost the opportunity. And as a result, you lost what the money could have be or the asset could have become. So let's take another break and we'll come back talking more about how we can make changes to be able to catch up. If you're in that boat, this show is for you. We'll be right back. Hey, are you considering something exceptional to set your home apart and highlight its curb appeal? How about the rich look of custom copper gutters? Copper gutters are not only beautiful, they also offer timeless durability. William Foss with Gutter Solutions installed my beautiful copper gutters. I get compliments every day. If you're looking for extraordinary craftsmanship and would like to consider something truly special, call him at 612-834-0664 or go to their website, SeamlessSolutionsMN.com. Ask for Billy. I have trusted attorney Brian Aho for more than 10 years to work closely with me to resolve and eliminate debt for many of my personal and business clients. Aho Law Office is the go-to firm I choose because Brian has always been caring and compassionate with my clients, while tenaciously fighting to retain as much of their assets as possible while quickly eliminating their debt. Brian's extensive experience and knowledge of bankruptcy law and willingness to fight allow him to resolve challenges and cases that many attorneys won't. Don't let other attorneys learn on your dime. Rely on the experience of Aho Law Office to help you achieve relief from your creditors. Competent, compassionate legal advocates providing the clarity to protect tomorrow. For more information, call Brian and his staff at 612-271-4047 or email Brian directly at brian at office.com. Again, that number is 612-271-4047. Hi, I'm Kimberly Nibo with the Kimberly Nibo Insurance Agency, serving the community for over 27 years. People tend to be most concerned with price. That is, of course, until something goes wrong. Then the only thing they care about is their coverage. My experience enables me to uncover every available discount. I could save you up to 40% while still offering the proper coverage for the people you care about. Call today for a free review at 763-571-6111 or email me at kim at kimnibo.com. Hi, this is Troy Danner of Danner's Cabinet Shop. My family has been building custom cabinets and countertops for homes in Minnesota for over 50 years. We still make the cabinets the way my grandpa did when he founded our company. My team of skilled craftsmen pride themselves on attention to detail and making sure every element of your project goes perfectly. Give me a call at 763-753-4002 or visit us online at dannerscabinets.com. Mike Overson here of Minnesota Home Talk. With today's housing market, buying a house is a competition. To win in a multiple offer situation, you have to work with a local lender who has the reputation of being 100% reliable. Come to the winning team. Get pre-approved for your loan by one of the top lenders in the nation, the Mike Overson Mortgage Team at Luminate Home Loans. We will help you win. Call me at 612 
612-202-8321. That's Mike Overson at 612-202-8321 or go to applywithmike.com. Todd Rooker here to tell you about the most amazing jewelry store, Golden Treasures on 805 Grand Avenue in St. Paul. I've known the owner, Todd Gimble, for almost 20 years now, and at Golden Treasures, not only do you get more for less, it's the experience that you and your special person will feel when you walk in the door. Todd truly puts his heart and soul into creating your experience, regardless of how much money you spend. This is Todd's customer for life philosophy. Take it from me, there really is no other jewelry store. You can't go wrong with Golden Treasures in St. Paul. 651-227-2711. That's 651-227-2711. Finding a good banker and CPA are like having a good doctor or mechanic. You cannot fully appreciate the value they represent until you're in a pinch and truly need them. However, that's not the time to go looking for one. Instead, you want to position and strategize well in advance for a favorable outcome. CPA Arliss Cleveland of Arliss Cleveland LTD is the CPA firm you've been looking for. As many of you already know, if you're looking for a great CPA, Arliss Cleveland gets my highest endorsement. Arliss Cleveland LTD has now formed a strategic relationship with Village Bank, conveniently located in the Village Bank building, located at 9298 Central Avenue North, Suite 412, Blaine, Minnesota. You can also find Arliss Cleveland LTD certified public accountants and consultants by going to accountingoffices.net or by simply calling 763-786-0639. That contact information again, accounting-offices.net or by simply calling 763-786-0639. You're listening to Cover Your Assets with Todd Rooker. Welcome back, everybody. I uh, hope you are enjoying the show and getting something out of it. Uh, Josh here, my my uh, co-pilot, says you're covering a lot of ground today, mm-hmm. and and it is true. And uh, he also said, I don't know how much of this applies to me. I'm, I don't know, what you say, Josh? You're 29 years 29, old? 29, yeah. Yeah. So here's the point that I'll make about that. You're really seeking financial independence. The reality is that people who successfully are able to enter retirement and 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 have enough in resources assets that they they can live the life that they have and the money from their assets the the income that the assets that they own generate will support that lifestyle into perpetuity meaning their reasonable life expectancy and and you know i some people are going to live longer some less but when your assets are enough that you can quit working and that those resources, those assets of mutual funds or bonds or annuities or real estate or whatever, or an agreement on a business where somebody's going to buy you out over the course of 20 years because you, you, you did owner financing and they're paying you as a loan. You're like the mortgage company to them. They pay every month. If that, if you've accomplished that, then you have attained financial independence. That's really what it means. The difference is that retirement has a connotation that you're going to do that when you're 65, 70 years old, when in fact, financial independence can be achieved at any age, 30, 40, 50, or for a lot of people, never. So you're really seeking financial independence. And the only way you do that is where your assets, not your daily activities, earn enough money to support the cost of your life. So you sell a company, you know, when you're 35 years old and that company nets you 20, 30 million dollars, you are financially independent right now. 
most likely. I mean, unless you've got some incredibly excessive lifestyle. And sure, you could make another investment in another company with that money and lose your rear end. I'm aware of that. But if you stopped right now and you simply said, I want to support my lifestyle and I don't want to ever work again, you could probably do that. And that could be achieved at, at any age, you know, or at least earlier, you know, 25, 35, 45, whatever. But that's really what you're seeking. Uh, the, the problem is if you're behind the eight ball for the plethora of reasons that I described, and you may have others, well, then you've got to make up ground because you no longer have the same timeline or trajectory that you had before where you can slowly grow and build in a compounded way. Uh, you need to make up ground quickly. And so it's not an easy thing to do. So spend less is relatable to how can I still have a reasonable lifestyle that I'm not miserable in and, and, and have money left over that I otherwise would not have had. And so I just described a moment ago how I might sell my home, take its equity and put to work. And please understand if you're safety driven, And you are concerned that, you know, well, then I don't have to pay the interest rate. You know, if you're sitting on an interest rate that's 3% or 4% or 5%, if you can't do better than that, significantly better than that when investing your money, well, then you're right. You shouldn't be investing your money. But the reality is that you can do better, and better doesn't mean double. Because in the world of investing, One percentage point, what we call 100 basis points, basis points 1%, remember, of a full percentage point. If your interest rate on your house is 3.5 and mine's 3, you're paying 50 basis points more than I in the carrying cost of that money, the debt service. So how much matters? Basis points are small because basis points matter when compounded. So if I'm getting... 7% and you're getting 6% and we invest a small amount of money compounded over a working lifetime, let me just tell you, the difference between the two of us will be hundreds of thousands of dollars when we get to retirement 30 or 40 years later. That's how much 1% or 2% can make. And so the difference between 6 and 8% is dramatic. 9% is dramatic. So are you attempting to attain that? Yes, you are. And so first thing you need to do is find out how can I have some money to work with in the first place. So obviously, if there's things that I could decrease, I've got a client of mine who's developing a class for financial advisors, and it's all about talking to people about how to downsize faster as opposed to 10 years or 15 years down the road so that they can immediately have money that was locked up in equity going nowhere, what I call dead equity. A lot of you think that's a real big deal. I think equity in your home is dead equity because it's simply keeping pace with inflation. I put that money to work in a reasonable and modest way. Most likely I can have vastly more and the difference between the two, that lost opportunity cost will be profound. So that's one of the things you can do. Obviously, the other thing might be sell the cabin. It might be not buy the real expensive car, not buy, get rid of the toys and the expenses that go along with them. All of these things should net you additional more money to work with, to put to work, to try to create that asset value for you. So those are the things that you can do in the way of shutting down your costs without really being all that painful. Look, if, if I and my wife are left alone and we're, and we're no longer, we no longer have kids, it's not really that painful to down 
downsize from a five-bedroom, three-bath house. Come on, man. So if I do that, I may actually have a reawakening in my lifestyle, frankly. So you can do that. Uh, now, the idea of making more money. How am I going to do that? Well, always remember that there's leverage in things. So if I sell things that cost a lot of money, like real estate agents, my goodness, if they make 2.75 or they get a hogger deal and they make 4, 5, 6% on the transaction, yeah, but that's a transaction of 300,000, 500,000, a million. You understand that big transactions provide leverage. Ironically, the sales process and the work that goes into selling that big asset might not be any more than selling a much smaller, less expensive asset that doesn't make you nearly as much money. So what are the things you're going to do in the form of business, your job, sales, where you can make a significant amount of money with the same level of activity or maybe Maybe even kick it in the rear end and do more. Can you take on a part-time job to make more money? And will you maintain the cost of your lifestyle so that when you make more money, you actually have more money to put to work? Will you do that? Because if you do, you can make up a lot of ground in a short period of time. These things work, by the way. Don't be sitting back saying, yeah, maybe it might work. Listen, dumb, dumb, it will work, okay? It will work. But you have to do it. You actually have to get off the think about it lane and get into the action do lane. That's the thing. So if you're going to find ways to make more money, you're going to control the cost of your lifestyle so you actually have more spendable discretionary income to work with, what are you going to do with it? Well, your goal in the market, the paper market, the one that everybody understands, is that you're really looking to create 8% or better, which is no small thing when you understand that most people, when you consider the blended return on investment on their overall portfolio, remember, blended rate means I've got bonds, which are presumably more secure, they're they, they may not yield as much return, but my goal is that they'll be more consistent and give me something to fall back on if the market is not doing well. But remember something, at any given time, uh, bonds could be doing better than stocks. So I am doing that level of diversification, not only with mutual funds and index funds that are invested in many different companies to give me security in investing with that diversification. I'm also probably taking 30 or 40 percent of the total amount of money I have to work with and putting that into bonds, which may be possibly a lower rate of return. So when I consider the lower return on the bonds versus the active investments, the managed investments, I'm going to get a blended rate overall. Well, you should know that the average investor over a working lifetime has only gotten about a 6 to 8% blended overall return in their investments. So when I say 8%, you need to understand something. That's no small thing to do that. And that might mean that you shift your balancing in your investment portfolio if you're going to stick with paper investments. And that means that maybe you're going to have less money in bonds and more money in active investments. Now, is there risk in that? Bet your rear end there is. And, you know, if you go to an investment manager and you believe that they're going to teach you how to make more money with the money you have to work with, you need to understand that that's really not their role. They're not picking individual stocks. All right. That's not what they're doing. They are trying to give you a smooth ride and balance your portfolio and give you advice and guidance on basic things. But they're not day traders. 
So the reality is that when someone says, well, you need to take your money out of the big stocks, you know, the Fortune 500 company, and you put, need to put them in mid-cap or, or small-cap companies that have more potential for growth. I mean, let's be realistic. Coca-Cola, now that they're in every country they can possibly get into, probably isn't going to double their revenue next year, right? Can we agree on that? So their potential for growth is minimal as compared with a new company that has vast potential for market share because they're small and they can grow. Yes, but here's the thing. There's volatility because they could also go out of business, couldn't they? So you have to understand that what with, with potential upside, you're also taking on the volatility of downside. And volatility simply means that there's more potential for wide swings. That's what that means. That's what volatility means. The big ups and downs, that's what you get when you take on more risk. So I'm not certain that when you take on more risk in that way, that you're necessarily got to greater upside, but I'm certain you've got a greater potential for downside. Let's take another break. We'll be right back. Hello, I'd like to talk with you about financial coaching. Traditional financial planners help you make decisions about stocks, bonds, and mutual funds with money you already have. That's great, but who helps you accumulate more money in the first place? Who helps you make day-by-day life decisions? Who isn't trying to sell you something? Like, should I go back to school? Am I wasting money on insurance? How to purchase and finance a car, boat, home, lake cabin, or investment property? How to start, manage, and sell a business? It's about making minor errors that become colossal mistakes and cost you hundreds of thousands of dollars over your lifetime. The problem is that you're so busy pursuing your career that you're forced to make critical financial decisions that have a dramatic long-term effect on your finances without adequate research or information. Rooker Financial Coaching is like having a personal CFO for every decision. Don't waste time lamenting the bad decisions of the past or money that's run through your fingertips. Stop procrastinating. Call Rooker Financial Coaching, 763-559-3800. That's 763-559-3800. Call me today, Todd Rooker, 763-559-3800. That's 763-559-3800. I have trusted attorney Brian Aho for more than 10 years to work closely with me to resolve and eliminate debt for many of my personal and business clients. Aho Law Office is the go-to firm I choose because Brian has always been caring and compassionate with my clients while tenaciously fighting to retain as much of their assets as possible while quickly eliminating their debt. Brian's extensive experience and knowledge of bankruptcy law and willingness to fight allow him to resolve challenges and cases that many attorneys won't. Don't let other attorneys learn on your dime. Rely on the experience of Aho Law Office to help you achieve relief from your creditors. Competent, compassionate legal advocates providing the clarity to protect tomorrow. For more information, call Brian and his staff at 612-271-4047 or email Brian directly at brian at office.com. Again, that number is 612-271-4047. Todd Rooker here to tell you about the most amazing jewelry store, Golden Treasures on 805 Grand Avenue in St. Paul. I've known the owner, Todd Gimble, for almost 20 years now, and at Golden Treasures, not only do you get more for less, it's the experience that you and your special person will feel when you walk in the door. Todd truly puts his heart and soul into creating your experience regardless of how much money you spend. This is Todd's customer for life philosophy. Take it from me, there really is no other jewelry store. You can't go wrong with Golden Treasures in St. Paul. 651-227-2711. That's 651-227-2711. Are you looking for a bank that supports entrepreneurs like you? If you're searching for a bank to grow with you and your business, I would like to welcome you to our village, Village Bank. Hi, I'm Alicia Webb, President and Vice Chair of Village Bank. 
I'm honored to lead Village Bank, an entrepreneur's bank that was built by an entrepreneur and for entrepreneurs. Starting a business and then maintaining it requires mindset. It's important for business owners to realize that financial statements aren't just for their bankers and accountants. Knowing your numbers will help build the foundation for you and a healthy and successful business. You don't have to be a financial expert nor a banker, but you do need to understand a few key financial documents and metrics to make your business successful. Follow us on Facebook and LinkedIn or visit us at villagebankonline.com. It takes a village to accomplish your business goals. And be sure to tune in to cover your assets the last Saturday of every month to fill your entrepreneurial cup of ambition and start your Saturday off right with me, Alicia Webb, and our village, Village Bank. Fix Auto has been the collision repair leader in the Twin Cities for over 40 years. Hi, I'm Matt Feehan, second generation owner. Our mission at Fix Auto is to provide you with the simplest collision repair experience anywhere. If you're in an accident and you need help, my team is here and ready for you. You can find us on the web at fixautousa.com. That's fixautousa.com. We are Fix Auto, home of the WOW experience. Hi, I'm Kimberly Nibo with the Kimberly Nibo Insurance Agency, serving the community for over 27 years. People tend to be most concerned with price. That is, of course, until something goes wrong. Then the only thing they care about is their coverage. My experience enables me to uncover every available discount. I could save you up to 40% while still offering the proper coverage for the people you care about. Call today for a free review at 763-571-6111 or email me at at Kim at KimNibo.com. You're listening to Cover Your Assets with Todd Rooker. Welcome back, everybody. <clears throat> we don't have a lot of time, so I'm going to try to wind up here. Uh, the investments that are available to you to be able to put that money to work, one, paper investments, two, your own business, three, investing in other people's business is kind of like an angel investor if you've ever watched Shark Tank. And number four, real estate. Why do I, having been in the paper world, paper investment world for decades, why am I such an advocate of real estate? Because other than real estate, there's very few things that you can do other than owning your own business that will ever enable you to amass the amount of net worth in the period of time that real estate can accomplish. You know, those who sell their businesses for multiple millions of dollars, they're rare and they're people who, who are unique. Not everybody's like that, but people are gravitating towards paper investments because they believe it's safe. And frankly, the safety is built around diversification. You give up the downside risk, but you also give up the upside potential, which gives you an average rate of return. In other words, if you invest diversify uh, in diversify a portfolio, yes, because you own many things, no one thing is going to go bad and you're going to lose all your money. So that's great. You're in multiple things. But <clears throat> to get that safety, you're also assuming that some things will do better. And what happens is you get some will do poorly, some will do well. You don't know, and nobody does how they'll do until after they've performed. You get an average rate of return. And that safety means that you're going to get a 6 to 8% return. And if you want more, the only answer is you got to invest more. It isn't that you take more risk. And you don't find a more impressive financial advisor, silly people. So the reality is, <clears throat> why do I like real estate? Because we get oftentimes a 30% cash-on-cash return. That is beyond imagination. 
I have a client who owned their home worth four hundred thousand dollars. They we did a cash out refi. They had a hundred thousand dollars of investing. We bought thirteen properties with twenty percent down on one point three million dollars in properties. We did that and we had cash flow, have cash flow of thirty five hundred dollars a month. That's over six hundred thousand dollars if they never raise the rent for the entire fifteen years. The mortgages are fifteen years. Properties will be worth at least two million dollars when they're paid off. And at the end of fifteen years, they're gonna have about two point six to three million dollars. What else would you ever be able to do that with when the investment was only about three or four hundred thousand dollars? That is reasonable and doable. So there's not many things that can compete with that. You can catch up, but you gotta know what you're doing. You have to understand what you're doing. So if this show has been useful, if you want guidance or help, call me. I know how to do it. It's not easy. And that scenario I just described, hey, that's not going to happen every time. But if it's anything even approaching that, would that give you the ability to catch up? You tell me. Have a great week, everybody. Bye-bye. Hello, I'd like to talk with you about financial coaching. Traditional financial planners help you make decisions about stocks, bonds, and mutual funds with money you already have. That's great, but who helps you accumulate more money in the first place? Who helps you make day-by-day life decisions? Who isn't trying to sell you something? Like, should I go back to school? Am I wasting money on insurance? How to purchase and finance a car, boat, home, lake cabin, or investment property? How to start, manage, and sell a business? It's about making minor errors that become colossal mistakes and cost you hundreds of thousands of dollars over your lifetime. The problem is that you're so busy pursuing your career that you're forced to make critical financial decisions that have a dramatic long-term effect on your finances without adequate research or information. Rooker Financial Coaching is like having a personal CFO for every decision. Don't waste time lamenting the bad decisions of the past or money that's run through your fingertips. Stop procrastinating. Call Rooker Financial Coaching, 763-559-3800. That's 763-559-3800. Call me today, Todd Rooker, 763-559-3800. That's 763-559-3800. This has been a paid program. The views expressed were not necessarily those of the management or ownership of KSTPAM 1500 ESPN.